Yeah. Well, Bob, it looks like we found a server from 2017 (laughs) where we have found all the archives from a website called SoundCloud that went extinct around 2018. (laughs) On it, we found a podcast called The Black Joy Mixtape that tells us a story about a species called niggas. (laughs) Specifically of... Um, the female decision. <laughs> Here in the future, given that white this people... This won't be in no fucking white people. <laughs> this will be a whole ass section Look. of the African American History Museum of Arts, Culture, it, niggas, this politics, This is a warning. Continue this. <laughs> it turns out after the Trump administration <laughs> wiped out an entire population economically in their neighborhoods, in the healthcare system, business, <laughs> economics, etc., we no longer know what niggas are. <laughs> I'll be goddamn. Not on my watch, niggas. <laughs> Shit. We tried to warn y'all. This is 94% of black women was like, saw that future and was like, oh, hell oh, no. no. Oh, no. I am voting today. <laughs> I got time. I got all the time today, bitch. Like, <laughs> even though y'all keep waiting to the last minute to talk to me, I already have my voting plan together, no, but today is going to be special. No real policy plans for folks who look like me. Ain't going to try to create no positive imagery for me like nothing but I'm still gonna get out put on my red ass suit with my friends (laughs) and get to these polling booths and bring a couple niggas with me I see disaster and fire but little (laughs) did we know that was fire coming from all camps yeah (laughs) as we have been told by who a black woman (laughs) it's election day motherfuckers and the black joy mixtape is recorded early because you know that's what we do and this is exactly what we was doing around this time last year and we're drunk as we speak i'm really (laughs) lamenting this week because (laughs) this time last year the moon's met i was through like man the fact that bitches still got senses of humor is wild because i I couldn't see but look a year later a bitch ain't working no job like things have changed that election was that election was a doozy and i'm working so like it's just like everybody was like look Look, everything is shaka everything is faka solar eclipse y'all need to know that there is light and darkness at the end of the tunnel and you are the owners of all of it if this everybody look to your neighbor and say what has changed for you neighbor it's been a long three 365 days and we say no 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 there will be niggas in the future yes because they are trying their best (laughs) holistically to wipe us out yes we was looking mighty down we was looking mighty low this time last year but despite it all black women is getting elected in charlotte black women are running for office in atlanta black women are running for office in ohio lord and black women just won't shut up welcome to the black joy mixtape we still here a year out bitch what's good and i'll be goddamn because look alive y'all i'll be good and goddamn <laughs> if that shit how i start this show it's gonna be the broadcast right. in the future come on because, somebody you know, i'm out here talking about black futures because they are literally wiping us out presently yes they are 
in front of our eyes across the globe. But in typical fashion, we are going to be the ones who will save ourselves. We will so be that's the canaries. Where, yes. That is why we are here today. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you are listening to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. Get it. Plant your feet, touch your knees, arch your back, then you squeeze, drop it low, spread the flow, bring it up and body roll. Back to back, turn around, grab a friend, bend it down, hand clap, Miss Mary Mac, bounce slow, ooh, oh, like a yo-yo. Looking at this woman in the glass in front of me, feeling good, no room for insecurity. I got the music on high, stay vibrating, and I'm in a trance, swaying like I'm meditating. Feeling it, killing it, lose control, let the beat be the boss, moves your soul. Kick the air, catch the wind with my right hand, then I bring it back down. Slow like quicksand Move my hips back and forth like a seesaw Face full of attitude, ooh lord Loving myself, loving my body Twerking in the mirror in the morning with my energy Some say you ain't acting like a lady Others watch inside eye, call me crazy Some sisters raise a brow Some be like, show me how Don't matter if I twerk for myself If I twerk for a man or I twerk for my help No bars, no police in my pleasure Claim my booty like a pirate treasure Oh, 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 oh Get it. Plant your feet, touch your knees, arch your back, then you squeeze, drop it low, scrape the flow, bring it up and body roll. Back to back, turn around, grab a friend, bend it down, hand clap, Miss Mary Mac, bounce slow, ooh, oh, like a yo-yo. Bands don't make me dance, I do this shit for free, throwing out my chains. Plant my feet like trees, I wind it, I grind it, I'm getting it, I'm killing it. Duck walking, duck lips looking back, I see you feeling it. Ha! I know you want some when you see me twerk some. Come and get it when I give an invitation. Time ain't for wasting, don't be mad if I say no, I don't need your participation. Sometimes I twerk alone, do it solo, booty shaking's how I get free. Ancient practice, root chakra, queen nanny catch a bullet to my butt cheek. So I pussy pop for freedom, I pussy pop for fun. Drop it low for liberation, we shall overcome Oh, 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 do the food, oh Get it. I said, hit it, hit it. Wait, it was so good to feature Color Girls Hustle at the beginning of this yes, episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love a rapping ass black girl, especially when I know in real life, like Taja. Yes, Color Girls Hustle jumpsuits and tutus came out a few summers ago, but it y'all still late. has bangers. Y'all late, but y'all knew and y'all are going to love it. Mate, they crowdfunded the fuck out of it. I donated. My name is on one of the ending songs. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Black Joy Mixtape is low-key the A&R of the SoundCloud streets. And, of course, we can't be an A&R without putting our niggas on. Yes. <laughs> and Taja, like, is one of those multi-talented bitches, okay? Yes. She has... Wait until y'all hear this. You are going to be some of you, other... Those of y'all who've been on you on, but y'all are going to listen to this song tap into the color girl hustle and then just find a slew of black women magical content art just art the upper epsilons of black 
excellence art work. Rapping, this mixtape is Taja's like recent past life. She now has the bag lady that's manifesto. going on tour. Yeah. The bag lady manifesto is going on tour. She trying to find dates. So your college is in school. She hit know, her up. Hit her up. She got a sickening earring for your ass. Book her. And you know, when you book her, you know, also tell your, your students, your, your student program, you also want the Black Joy mixtape. Hell, we friends. Yes. You may as well bring us out together. Two for two. <laughs> Bogo, bitch. <laughs> Buy one, get one. Same price. Y'all should definitely check out. <laughs> that would be fun as fuck. It would. Ooh. Right. She ain't paid for this, but y'all need to see this. She done paid for this. But she now. done paid for it. The debt is paid in the full. The debt is paid in full. Let me tell you something about Taja Lindley now. Let me tell you something about Taja. You better tell him. Taja, man, the first time I ever saw someone burlesque dance. The first time. The first time. Taja rehearsed for a small group of Ida's and um, I just haven't you know I always loved her but I didn't know how deep that love was until I saw her twirling around this room with this red fan and you know my life was just made better my edges have been stronger since that moment and I'm just grateful to have been in the space where Taja sweat in performance in honor of all of us who were present. And for that, I am grateful. Ashe. To the end of time, my love. That is, I don't think I will ever say that to Taja's face, but that's exactly how I feel about her. I'm so thankful that happened. And I only say it because we ain't got the sound ability to loop this song in, and we can't afford Roberta Flack on this we motherfucker. Cannot. We can't afford any of the music on this bitch. No. Somebody go send us a cease and desist letter, I'll be like, fine. <laughs> we will have it deleted in 72 hours. It's coming down. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> Nobody got time. All of this music is fine. Don't y'all go looking. Don't look for shit. Now, also, <laughs> we're live tonight. We're live. DA, don't shake my house because ain't no motherfucking drugs there. We smart with this shit. <laughs> there yes so please make sure you are using the hashtag black joy mixtape as you listen to this show because we need more metrics y'all <laughs> how are we gonna prove we successful in these underground streets if y'all ain't talking <laughs> <laughs> we've gone over this yes. over and over again <laughs> y'all want us to succeed right <laughs> show us that you love us Please. Y'all are doing great on Y'all are doing so Don't great. Don't listen to Jasmine ever. And listen to me, okay? <laughs> because Amber just got through complaining about how we need a third person. We goddamn. Do. We do. Bad. You know, send your resumes over to the <laughs> blackjoymixtape at gmail.com. We looking for interns in the D.C. area. Now listen. Now, look. <laughs> Don't this we, is an in-kind we investment. Ask, right. We asking for help we cannot yet afford. <laughs> But, but. <laughs> we will say your name on this mic. And when niggas get on, who knows? Exactly, bitch. Look, it's a lot of jobs out here in these podcast streets where they are looking and trying to figure out how to reach black people. Listen. By all okay. means, get your work experience. Get your work experience by... <laughs> 
interning at the Black Joy Mixtape. Howard, I know y'all listening. Y'all don't want to hang out with us. We some cool ass aunties. Some cool ass bitches. I be cooking. Like, it's it's great. It ain't going to be totally free. We can even talk to your professors about credits if right. we have to. I got a master's degree. I, I should be able to finesse something for I, I know how to sign my name to things. <laughs> And speak with authority when people call me for references. <laughs> I love giving a job reference. I'd be like, yes, we as supervisors. I'll put myself on the same level as a motherfucker. We already done charted twice. Yes. You know, just keep. You, you can know, be a pioneer. Yes. How dope would it be if you were the first one to study podcasts at Howard University through your degree program? You gonna come out the gate with Boom. some with some shit that nobody even gonna have. Yep. So, so again, email us at the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com with your resume and a ill ass what you do. We could use a graphic designer. <laughs> we could. We could use an editor, a producer. Whatever you wanna do. You can you know, make this job your pitches. own. <laughs> pitches. What <laughs> role would you like on this mixtape? Are you easy to get along with? <laughs> Do you believe that Black Lives Matter? How did we even get here, Jeff? Come on down to the Black Joy mixtape <laughs> so we can put your ass to work. Think about it. An hour a week towards your dreams? Actually, it's more like eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> At least. I need you two hours a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so also, as we go into all these riffs, this week, y'all, as we have told you, is Jasmine's birthday. <laughs> which will not be colored with controversy like it was last year. <laughs> what happened last year? I literally, I was listening to the hit uh, Reconstruction episode, <laughs> and you were like, Amber's ass was listening to Donnie Hathaway and my... <laughs> Pre-game turn up. And I was like, I was. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my nigga was sad I last was sad year. as fuck. Just another sad love song wrecking my brain. Another copyrighted song we can't afford. So, Aaron <laughs> just keep falling into this. This is great. Ooh, so funny. <laughs> I am so excited about turning 30 as well as freak the fuck out. Um, Why? Man, it's just a lot of pressure as you about to turn 30. This this internal slash external pressure. But I will say that I do not feel frightened by that pressure. I know that, you know, diamonds are made under pressure and I'm about to enter this <laughs> diamond ass 30 ass decade. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful. Uh, I just been manifesting, like, uh, talking to the ancestors about discernment. And I just feel myself just getting clear, just, and more sure of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was describing to someone that it just feels like it's getting quieter in my brain. Mm, like That's good. Yeah, it's like... Less opinions. Yes, the journey to peace. I'm so excited. I think all of this is preparation to become elders. And when I'm an elder, I really don't want to be trying to figure out, like, how to deal with niggas. I really don't. I want to be spending my time, you know, doing exactly what the fuck I want. Wherever they (laughs) found Eartha Kitt when she was laughing all hard and shit. (laughs) Do you understand? (laughs) Compromise! Telling people exactly how I feel, you know, telling people exactly what I want, 
you know, just out here thriving. So I just feel like 30 is a great practice. And so with that being said, remember, if you want to give me a birthday gift, please give it to me at paypal.me backslash black joy. Amen. So maybe we can give the little person <laughs> that might intern <laughs> at least a ride in a lift. <laughs> We pay for you to get back home, baby. <laughs> you get paid and you get home. They would love that shit, though. It does not have to be a young person at all. I call them little. I'm sorry. That's not correct. <laughs> but you do have to know how to use stuff. Yeah, so older niggas, if you want to get involved, you got to be savvy, okay? We all right. Gotta, okay? All right. I'm all just, right. Y'all, y'all gonna send this email. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have the ill ass Howard Studio like two point five seconds. Ready? I'm ready. White people have no self control. Goddamn. Well, here we are. Here we are. Back in the desert, where the white people have continued their lack of self control and focus on. Doing the right thing has led to a generational impact on a community. Mm-hmm. The effect of an increase in lead in the water system on fertility and birth outcomes, the case of Flint, Michigan, was published in August of this year in the working paper series, Theoretical and Applied Economics by the University of Kansas Department of Economics, found that since Flint changed his public water source in April 2014, it thereby increased lead exposure of residents and is having an impact on fertility and birth outcomes. While the effects of lead in water on fertility and birth outcomes are not well established, the study finds that Fertility rates decreased by 12%, fetal death rates increased by 58%, and overall health at birth deceased from scarring compared to other cities in Michigan. This study was included in an article featured in Rewire called Miscarriages in Flint, I Really Believe It's the Water by Aditi Gua who interviews several black women in Flint who are documenting their own experiences with miscarriages and fears surrounding infant and fetal mortality and infertility. The water crisis is a reproductive health crisis, the article says. Dr. Mona Hanna-Atesia, the the pediatrician who blew the whistle on high lead levels in children, has looked into the possibility of miscarriages being caused by the tainted water, according to the Free Press. State officials deny this happening, but residents pointed out that the same people also denied the existence of the water crisis until it was made public. (laughs) So they can't be trusted. Moving right along. Exactly. The city has since switched back to Detroit's safer water supply. Many Flint residents remain rightfully skeptical of city officials and news reports that claim that pipes are being changed and lead levels are returning to normal. A couple of the women in the article both continue to use bottled water even after their pipes have been changed. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all already lied to them. This is a traumatic experience. These people are documenting losing twins one at a time. Oof. 
Like these stories, they are talking about fear around fertility for their teenage daughters. They're afraid for their own fertility. They're worried about their small children who were born during this crisis. Mm -hmm. Like no one really knows. We will not know how far this reaches until... For years, decades. And it's important to mention that when crisis like this happen... There is the actual physical effects of this, too, from people drinking this poison water. But the mental, that's psychological warfare. It is. To think that you are drinking water that's safe for you. Your government telling you that it's safe for you, only to find out that it's not. And then for that same government to turn around and tell you it's safe. And you've already suffered so many drastic consequences for their mismanagement and uncontrollableness actually not admitting that they are mismanaging this city like how how big does your pride and ego have to be when you have that much power to do citizens of the place of these people supposedly elected you or you are supposed to represent these people even if they didn't vote for you Mm-hmm. Period. The best interest of these people. The fact that there aren't people in jail right now for this. Man, that to me is the doozy. <sighs> like, I and not going, again, nuance. Sure, the criminal justice system fucking sucks. However, the, the fact that they still get to have this conversation from their seats, from their offices, is kind of absurd. Yeah. Y'all poisoned. You tried. That's a and covered it up and covered it up. Yeah. You all do not deserve to govern. You barely deserve to not go to trial for this. Basically. Because what does justice look like for these folks? Yeah, we need to get them out. So since we need more of us as city officials, you should consider running for office. You really should. And in case you're in New Jersey and want to consider running for office, GOP rep Frank Lobiondo, Republican New Jersey, announced Tuesday he will not seek re-election in 2018 and pointed to increased political polarization as a reason. Lobiondo 71 said, quote, people before politics has always been my philosophy, whatever, and my motivation. Regrettably, our nation is now consumed by increasing political polarization there's no longer middle ground to honestly debate issues and put forward solutions Nigga, he said there was a never statement. a middle ground you were just pretending <laughs> and then the clan showed up to your last town hall you were like fuck yeah you was out here you was winning until the kkk showed up but literally what you <laughs> believed in was leaning towards that. right you know the buck wasn't gonna stop so while he's in he's trying to like you but know all these measures yeah and mm-hmm. because white people this is kind of their train you need to clean this up you are a part of making this mess you don't right. get to just go go away right into the night you need to be training people up specifically people of color how to run for office do do the like right whoever, way. Do like whoever left first. Twitter. Twitter did like expose some shit. Expose before you something. Leave. Write a book. Yeah. Tell us how the Be Republicans brave. did it. How about that? Tell us, you know, what's really going on. Why you really leaving? What for was real? the memo? For real, for real. What does the email look like? 
What were the meetings like when all this shit was happening? Do some shit like that. But God bless and Godspeed. Um, y'all, <laughs> there is a position open uh, in 2018. It's fastly approaching, you know. I think just a strong communications game or something, like a ticket in 2018. I don't know what all offices is going to be open in New Jersey, but y'all should really look into it and really think about this pact, you know, something, the Black Joy Pact. You know, I think we can really do it, you know. I say. <laughs> Especially with all our niggas getting free. I say. Free all my niggas. <laughs> Formerly incarcerated people voted in mass today in Virginia. Y'all did that. Good job. Good job. That was awesome. Just to protect themselves from the law and order head ass that white people almost let win. Mm-hmm. According to Mother Jones, while Republican Ed Gillespie, the Republican governor candidate that lost tonight, has spent weeks airing ads lashing out at undocumented people and people with felonies, boasting that he's got the law and order credentials to, quote, keep wrongdoers in line. Virginians with criminal records for the first time in a long time protected themselves from that blasphemy and helped to make sure their mug lost successfully. Mm-hmm. Virginia is one of four states that permanently disenfranchises people with felonies. They're along with uh, Nevada, Tennessee, and Wyoming. So basically, these folks, these four stakes, even after people have served their sentences, they still do not get their right to vote. While the state's governor is allowed to restore individuals' right to vote, last year, Democratic governor or exiting governor uh, Terry McAuliffe shocked conservatives by signing an order restoring rights to more than 200,000 people who had completed their sentences and parole. Republican lawmakers successfully sued to block the move, arguing that he lacked authority to restore rights in mass. So, so McAuliffe's administration started handing out the orders one by one. More than 168,000 ex-offenders have since had their voting rights returned, and about 42,000 of them have registered to vote. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Of the former felons who have recently had their rights restored, nearly half are black. Before McCullough's announcement last year, about one in five black Americans in the state could not vote because of their criminal records. After already serving your time, y'all, like it's just so unfair. Once you serve your time, there's you have paid your debt. You have to paid society. your debt. You literally went through the criminal justice system. You went into this box of a place where you treated like less than a human. The least you should be able to do is come out and be restored into your community, figure out ways how to support you, and at the very least, vote for who you want to vote for. Especially when there are folks running for office who are talking about recriminalizing you because they want to maintain quote-unquote law and order you deserve a saying that you definitely do yeah because we know that that will keep you caught up in this system if you are caught you know just living life right right because somebody's always checking up on you even on black ink chicago he was chilling at the house one of the characters i don't really mess with him van and his parole officer just popped up 
just to do a surprise check, put him in cuffs, girl, what? and had to search and search the house for guns and drugs. And at what point is this a part of the? His baby could have been home. He just had to do this in front of his girl, which caused yeah, re-traumatizing him, everybody. Man, and really it caused him to act out. Like, he ends up being really abusive and all this other stuff to his woman later on in the show. Yeah. Because, He's like... He's triggered. Like, fuck, and can't do what he want to do. Still can't travel out of the country, even though he's already served his time. Yeah. And this is why the new governor... Ralph Northam will be held accountable to continue to push to restore rights of formerly incarcerated people, including banning the box. And until that happens, he must continue the work of former Governor McAuliffe's administration of handing out the orders one by one. Mm-hmm. And when I say ban the box, I mean when formerly incarcerated people apply for jobs, they should not be discriminated against because they have paid their debts to society. It is done. It's done. People deserve to move on. People deserve to heal. And people deserve to be treated like humans. People deserve to be able to make a living wages. At the very least. And vote. Like, full rights restoration. Yeah. Because you've done... Yeah, you put in... I mean, shit, they got prisoners in California fighting whole-ass forest fires while major corporations are actually figuring out ways to create pilotless planes in order to combat forest fire uh, forest fires like the fact that prisoners are filling in until technology is created to keep people safe is pretty absurd yeah. the way we treat people who we think are guilty or criminals is kind of ridiculous in this country specifically black and brown folks for sure and virginians that's why it's so important and you know Folks everywhere should be holding their officials accountable. Yeah. Especially in Virginia when something so historic has happened, especially with a race that, like, I mean, the stats, like, it's cool that he won, but it's not as much of a landslide as it should have been with someone who was so harmful to communities of color. People are still voting. Well, I think that also speaks to the tactics of the Republican Party. Yeah. Because they, they worked been, hard. Yes, they worked really hard to get the most conservative people we thought line, would never mm-hmm. cross these lines around reproductive rights mm-hmm. to be under their ticket. That's why it doesn't matter. A lot of people are like, well, Donald Trump isn't a Republican. Doesn't matter. He can wear that name tag. And y'all voted for Y'all him. backing him up. Y'all backing him and up. And then also the Democrats in Virginia did all they could to not necessarily do the most to make sure that that fate didn't come true. Right. Uh, systemically leaving folks off brochures and stuff because mm-hmm. they were black and they were too polarizing to racist white voters. Right. So, so sh- shout out to Justin Fairfax, who also run- won his race today. Uh, for a lieutenant governor. Yes. Also, and we must continue to demand more because even this notion around only excusing people who aren't, quote, repeat offenders is messed up because how the probation system is set up, it keeps people in the system for minor offenses, Mm. y'all, like so minor. 
Which brings us to Meek Mill. Yeah. And the bullshit that is happening to this brother right now. So, so. if you don't know Meek Mill, Meek Mill is a rapper. <laughs> yes. Or depending on how much you DC keep up. DC should know Meek Mill as much as they play that motherfucking song. Yeah. I mean, Philadelphia, all the East Coast. But depending on how much you keep up with hip hop. He the nigga who got out petty by Drake in a rap battle. Yes. Okay. The back to back. Yeah. He definitely got body. So he started it, yes. but just did not have a good digital strategy. <laughs> Didn't have anything. Did just... not have Microsoft Word, a PowerPoint, and <laughs> not an app. This nigga probably didn't have didn't... interviews lined up. Nothing. That nigga did that rap battle with an Android. Like, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> That was the Android ass response. He couldn't even see those emojis Drake was using for real. But anyhow, a Philadelphia hold it down for me, Mill, because I really feel bad for him. Like this is me really feeling for this brother. Like we got to look at these folks as full human beings. Anyway, just because you lost the rap battle, don't mean you deserve to, to be in prison. Right? Like we can separate those things out. Yeah. Goddamn, that's an unreasonable consequence. Just because for not having bars. Goddamn, <laughs> it's not. You know, <laughs> your girl. You know, not taking you on world tours no more and stuff. Like, that is minor. That's just life. Falling in and out of love happens. Yes. The consequences of that happens you but know this shit, this shit like <laughs> whoo you been fighting hard brother i mean fighting fighting percocet addictions Man. just doing all you can these lyrics is real life motherfuckers <laughs> but my nigga when you sneeze they like oh that's a write-up let me <laughs> so let's go ahead and tell them what happened for real for real to meek mill okay so a philadelphia judge sentenced meek mill to two to four years in prison for a probation violation Monday drawing outcry from fellow entertainers and of course the world of hip hop. So for instance, Jay-Z took to Facebook on Monday um, and said the sentence handed down by the judge against the recommendation of the assistant district attorney and probation officer is an unjust and heavy and heavy handed. We will always stand by and support Meek Mill, both as he attempts to write this wrongful sentence, letting you know we are going to fight back, Jay-Z said, and then to return him to his musical career. Okay, so this has been, y'all, upwards of a 10-year ordeal for Meek and his community. Um, Most people who enter the criminal justice system, it's never just you um, go through one hearing, they decide what's going to happen. It's this ongoing, constant thing. And in the case of Meek Mill, um, he was convicted in 2008 on charges related to possession of guns and drugs and served eight months in prison now. So he served his time. When he got out, he he was was then placed on probation for five years a period that has been extended several times. Five years off of an eight-month You did wow. eight months, but you now have five years of being heavily so, monitored. Again, that's also what happens to people. So probation disproportionately is very hard on poor people because they take the burden, this idea around probation, quote unquote, taking the burden off the state by making someone pay for the bracelet on their um, ankle. 
Mm-hmm. And so that money is coming out of people's homes. And luckily, Meek Mill is a rapper making right. a decent income. So he doesn't fall into that. But probation is a very predatory system yeah. that not only can maintain trouble in your life, but also systemically keep your family poor. Right. So check this out. His probation violations include two arrests in the past year. The first for a fight in a St. Louis airport. And the second was for reckless driving after a video of him doing dirt bike stunts on Manhattan streets was posted online. So it was a video. He wasn't pulled over. No. They didn't even see it in real time. It went viral. So a nigga got arrested for going viral for a being on got, World Star Hip Hop. A nigga got arrested for doing his job of being a rapper. <laughs> Giving us visuals. Yes. So, mm. and on top of all this, the charges for the fight were dropped in exchange for community service. And in the first case, the rapper took a dismissal deal for the Popping Willies video. The judge also cited the rapper's repeated scheduling of concerts in areas where she had barred him from performing. If this don't sound like a fucking harassing ass supervisor, I don't know what the fuck is. It, but it doesn't stop. Yes, it keeps going. It keeps going. The city prosecutor didn't even recommend imprisonment, saying Meek has been clean from drugs since January and has shown personal growth. That was seven years ago. Right. No, he well, what, shown nine pers- years ago. I'm 2008. Sorry. Yeah, nine years ago. So he has shown personal growth since the original crime. This is what the Associated Press reported. So then the judge responds <laughs> by saying that the prosecutor was too new to the case and that Meek Nigga. just does what he wants. Okay, during this sentencing... I gave you a break after break. Y'all, you we just told you what the the probation violations were. It was not a federal crime. The charges got dropped. It had to be a minor scuffle. It had right, to be. At best. Just American Airlines pissed you off that day. You got into a little argument. You accidentally bumped somebody's shoulder. It's a fight. <laughs> so the judge says, <laughs> I gave you break after break, and you basically just thumbed your nose at, at this court. Treating Meek Mill like it just sounds like your feelings are hurt, not that an actual crime has been committed or that you're a menace to society. What's your personal vendetta? What's your problem? Do that you is not, what's next. It sounds like you just don't appreciate that this person has been able to thrive as a rapper. Right. After a quote unquote life of crime or whatever you feel like this person is that because clearly this judge has something personal. Yeah. Because this is very personal because they are even overriding their power by making all these recommendations about his management or even where he can work. Like what y'all? This is like yo judge. You you done been through all this shit. Now, they keep being roadblocks in your community. Like, they just keep being roadblocks. When you are on probation, you can't even have a tail light out. You can't right. even get a ticket for that. Like, you don't even see your tail light. But if you get stopped in a traffic stop for a tail light, that can be potentially counted against you. Because you broke the law. 
if you end up affiliated with someone breaking the law, mm-hmm. that can be brought against you. Like these are very minor offenses where people are just living their lives. And because they have this previous charge on their record, they just can't get loose. And that's what I'm saying around the voting piece in Virginia saying that people who don't repeat offend, a lot of these people are not committing violent crimes. <laughs> it's probation violations. They are just probation violation or like being poor like if <laughs> they are committing yeah if they are committing crimes it's literally a condition of their environment and because of we're being honest we do not do a lot for returning citizens people who are coming back home after being treated like animals and being locked away in cages so I, I also think about this case in the sense of how meek mill being a rapper is not used in defense of him being an upstanding fucking citizen yeah literally even if you go back and look at really any story around hip-hop rapping and creating music and writing music and cre- um, being an artist saved easy e it saved a lot of these men from the streets that they were a part of. T.I., Young G's. T.I., Ice, T, like all of them are talking about how rapping literally saved their fucking lives. Crit. Crit, Jay-Z. Two chains, T.I. Anybody, name Name any of these niggas. It literally saved them. So there has to be value and legitimacy assigned to folks who want to be rappers. Right. And even Michelle Obama, the queen forever. Right said in 2013 in a commencement speech of folks who are full-ass graduating school, she says, quote, instead of dreaming of being a teacher, a lawyer, or a business leader, they're fantasizing about being a baller or a rapper. <laughs> Listen. Well, okay. So, also, y'all, I understand the frustration. You know, <laughs> I really do. People are out here making these these songs that have no point, no hook, <laughs> just muffle and sound like static. They have no digital strategy. But let me tell you, rapping is a form of entrepreneurship. Hmm. The level of commitment and hustle these people are making to remain independent around creating their distribution deals, getting publishing, out here advertising themselves, out here making deals with large advertisers to feature their music, even though they don't have big machines behind them, maintaining websites, maintaining merchandise, selling websites, selling merchandise, selling CDs. Even if you look at like the Insta stories of a TT the artist or Alfred Banks, like these people are running their platforms. And you're hearing them on commercials not because somebody necessarily pitched them. They hustled there. Insecure. In- TT yes. the artist got herself on Insecure. Got herself. Ain't no Atlantic you, Records, baby. Ain't no, ain't no record company. So I think that more institutions have to invest in creating curriculum around this. Specifically, community colleges need to be investing in rap business certification. We're rappers. Don't you all want us to succeed? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the point. We have to call ourselves rappers to legitimize the fact that there is so much hustle. 
in being a rapper. Like Especially an independent rapper. And unfortunately, people just don't know what all it takes. They just see the afterglow of it all. It's what Plaz said, and I keep repeating because it was a great video. Nobody cares about the delivery. They just want to see the baby. Like, people are out here grinding to end up from Instagram in a strip club to number one on Billboard. Hello, somebody. That's not an accident. That's, That's not a lot overnight. of work. And again, <laughs> it is an example of how someone saved themselves. Because where are we? We just give it a chance. The water, the water is poison, y'all. Of course, I'm dreaming of being a baller. These people, the folks who are under us, were really young when the recession hit, y'all. They have seen their parents lose homes. They have seen their neighborhoods disappear. They no longer live in the places that they call childhood homes. Right. So, like, when you have witnessed that, have been a witness to that, yes, baller alert. Give me that. The shade room now. Because I need to escape. I'm on Vine putting goddamn plastic shit on my head to entertain (laughs) myself. Because we we can't afford cable no more. None. All we got is the internet. So give people grace. And this is how a meek meal, even though he has one of the greatest, you know, mumbling song that turns into a big yell that makes all the strippers go up. <laughs> and ain't I enough. I refuse to learn the title of that song. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> We're the only ones over the age of 25 that disrespect that song really, actively. Though. I understand. <laughs> On the East Coast. People are like, I don't even know why We went to this Rico Nasty concert and watched all the kids under 18 do nothing for this song. Yeah. And I was thankful for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but but again, anyway, he, he does not deserve to go to, go to prison. <laughs> okay? He does not deserve <laughs> to go to prison. Actually, we all need to live aside. in a world where we can just dog. <laughs> the fuck out of Meek Mill for no reason than his project. Now we gotta be like free Meek Mill now. Now I gotta do that? (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. Free Meek Mill. Free Meek Mill. Free all my niggas. Free all my niggas. Let them go. It was just a video he was doing Pop Willie. That shit look cool. The wheels look clean. Put a goddamn because he ain't put an advisory before don't do this at home. (laughs) Silly ass. Is that why he really going down? Yeah. And some <laughs> evil ass judge. Who's snitching off World Star? Right. How? What, what the fuck like, you doing on World Star? The judge, the pro uh, officer. I, I saw Meek Mill popping willies. Manhattan streets. We can't have that on our streets. <laughs> Law and order. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Poor Free McMill. Free McMill, though, for real. I was reading that shit. I was like, damn, this sounds like harassment. <laughs> yes, she has overstepped her authority multiple times. This is a problem. When Jay-Z has to call something unjust and heavy-handed, heavy-handed. like, we need to look alive. Because Jay-Z don't make comments about shit. Times like this, he's like, don't I have a Facebook or something? Where can I put this shit? That's like, put it on Facebook, you get more characters. That's like, okay, cool. As long as I'm be on video, I'm holding the babies right now. 
Dream Hampton. Can you write me some shit up? Oh, shit. Twitter got 280 characters now for everybody, apparently. That's true, but that still ain't enough. It ain't enough for Jay-Z. Yeah. So, Heavy-handed and unjust. Unjust. This and we say- will help him through correcting this wrong and ushering him back into his music career. Yes. He said, new Sean Carter, 2020, nigga. He also refused to perform at the Super Bowl. To and which Jay- the <laughs> traitor Justin Timberlake <laughs> is glad to, you know, perform Beat his for ass white in the eleva- elevator next time. <laughs> Shit. Next up, yes, just performing for white futures. Justin Timberlake is absolutely. He shouldn't yeah. be allowed to no. touch the stage unless he gonna like just step aside and let Janet Jackson get all the apologies she deserves. Right. Just have her just a circle. The, right. <laughs> oh. Sage and shit. <laughs> just out here have a whole circle of life healing and justice for Janet Jackson right. halftime. That's the only way the NFL looking like an echoing Ida, Looking like an echoing Ida <laughs> retreat and shit in that mug. Just gonna make up an original song with our bodies and clapping. Justin Timberlake will do nothing but introduce each section of the ritual <laughs> to apologize to Janet My Jackson. skin is black. <laughs> My hair is long. <laughs> That's the only way Justin Timberlake is getting a single black listener for anything moving forward. We wouldn't even here for the 2020 experience. That shit was trash. He had the nerve to have Man. a flat iron and shit on his head. Where's your cup? Where's them, them little curly curls, them BDBs that you I had back like, in the 90s. I feel like Jandena eliminated a reason for Justin Timberlake. Had to. Had yeah. to. We got other options. Tank has even updated his sound for y'all. Yeah, Tank is doing My little sisters, my little sister and my twin sister love them from Tank. Yeah, your little sisters are the reason why I started watching Breakfast Club interviews with Tank the other day, me and Malaya. Uh, and I just want to say that Tank is out here doing his job, letting really? y'all know how to eat pussy out here, let him know, let y'all know what kind of pleasure he enjoys i feel like men who like anal are might be the future might be the way you know he didn't say he liked anal but he definitely like his salads toss oh okay he likes a little i think he likes a little little you know finger action i don't think he is don't slip it all the way in you know you You can play around you can some of y'all like maybe up to the knuckle yeah shout out to black widow Have y'all listened to Black Widow? See, Jasmine, I told your ass. I told you, I told you, I told you that shit was popping. Y'all, Look, Black Widow is so good. Anybody that know Black Widow, tell them that the <laughs> Black Joy mixtape looking for them. I'm looking for I'm, I'm looking trying for to be a voice Please. on the Black Widow. Let Please. me know when to come to Chicago, wherever y'all live. Wherever you are, listen. Black Widow is my... <laughs> I found that podcast at just the right moment. And it was when I needed it and it was great. But yes... If y'all know that nigga, tell him to reach out. We'll come to you. I'll find, let me find a reason to be in Chicago. <laughs> well, you want us to read some scripts, nigga? Like, we'll do all that. I ain't even got suggestions for stories. Amen. All right. But I must voice myself if I'm going to be on this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I require. Let's build a cross. Hey, uh, all I need is one mic. Y'all know that nigga at the Black Widow? <laughs> Tell them that the Black Joy mixtape looking more. What's up, y'all? And What's up? I saw y'all at y'all end of the year meeting. Just, you know. Looking amazing. Yeah. How, how, how is 
How is your face always beat like that? Trap man, makeup trap sushi. Yes, man. She is always. It always looks like I feel a breeze anytime I watch her snaps because I believe her her eyelashes are just fanning me with the yes. truth of what's going on in pop culture. She made her first appearance in a rap video recently. Wow! And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh huh. Yeah. Full sh- like I want a full shot. Yeah. You know, in the face. Yeah, she just in there doing what she was going to do on Instagram anyway, putting on makeup. I'm here. You know? I came ready. I don't know about these other hoes, but I'm in full face, dressed, outfit, styled, ready for the tour. And now we are at Black Women of God. We are. It's the favorite part. Well, all of the parts are the favorite parts, but we are now in Black Women the Gods. And, you know, we got to start with... The political queen diva. <laughs> you best to believe You best to believe us, Donna Brazil, you hoes. <laughs> Y'all, you guessed it. <laughs> so <laughs> while the political progressive motherfuckers out here being racist. Racist. And not owning the fact that they party is corrupt as fuck. Donna Brazil <laughs> said, I'll be good and goddamn well if I sink on the Titanic by myself Ooh. when there's a full ship of motherfuckers that need to go down as there's well. There's a band behind me. There's a... Huh. I know y'all took my little part-time gig at CNN, but guess what? The iceberg hit the fuck out of them back there, too. <laughs> and let me tell you how. Y'all talking about some leaked questions of the debate. Let me tell you about some fraud. Let me tell you about some fraud. <laughs> Oh, leaked ain't the only thing we about to do. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Somebody getting fired. Patty is an act of resistance. It really baby. is. At least if you're going to tell the story, tell it in its entirety. Please. So, don't miss not a single detail, come baby. On. <laughs> this is what happened. The, the, this is what happened. Bitch, actually. you guessed it. <laughs> How dare Hillary Clinton? How dare any of you Hillary Clinton supporters? Think that only Hillary Clinton has a story to tell about this election. Number two, Trump ain't the only one that was colluding with motherfuckers. Hello? The Democratic Party was colluding on domestic soil. With themselves. So here's to keep a white man out of office. (laughs) One white man. Bernie Sanders must feel so justified. (laughs) Ugh, just oppression. (laughs) Proving that the one percent will get your ass no matter what. No matter what. It does not matter. White people, you ain't got shit if you ain't got a stack. You literally have nothing. And here's how we gonna break this down. May. So, Donna Brazil will release her second book. Her second. She she ain't new to this. She true to this. Her first book is called Cooking with Grease. Did you think that this wasn't gonna pop? So, her second book entitled (laughs) Hacks. I could just hear Chris Banks losing it at this section because of how much we have talked about this. Hacks. Hacks. Like, goddamn, uh, tasty videos. Yeah. Them videos that teach you how to freeze champagne in two seconds. <laughs> but wait for it. Hacks. The inside story of the break-ins and breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House. What does hacks have to do with that? See, this is smart-ass titling of a book. Man. Y'all gonna Google hacks, and Donna Brazil face just gonna come smiling. Right. Like, you want some of this petty, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Donna 
Brazil said, I mean, goddamn, I'm about to tell my story. Y'all can go to hell. And she pre- actually said that. She actually said that this week. <laughs> Y'all can kiss my black ass. She didn't say that, but she's, she's not allowed there. to say that, but she said the white version of that. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> hell. <laughs> so, in preparation to sell the fuck out of her book, because that's what you do when you write a book. I mean, why write it if nobody gonna buy it? <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> she released a few excerpts to the public, and the tea was hot, daughter. As it should be, scorching. <laughs> so it's a good week. It's a good week. Everybody going down. It's kind of great, <laughs> honestly. We told y'all everybody was <laughs> awful last year. We was just making do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, but, we just like, what do we need to do to get to November? Something in the milk just wasn't clean from start, but like, it just kind of like this person was talking about kicking people out of the country, and only people of color believed him. People of color who identified as people of color, melanated people, was like, oh, this mug is crazy. While white people kept making satire out of it. Well, Donna Brazil tells you that that was also happening on her side of the aisle as well. Yeah. So Donna Brazil details calling Bernie Sanders to break the news that Hillary Clinton and her campaign had a funding agreement that allowed the primary process to be tilted heavily in her favor. What she writes is the funding agreement with Hillary for America and the victory fund agreement was not illegal but it sure looked unethical. If the fight had been fair, one campaign would not have control of the party before the voters had decided which one they wanted to wanted to lead. This was not a criminal act, but I saw it and it compromised the party's integrity. So basically, um, Donna Brazil is detailing the fact that the DNC had a $2 million debt that was allegedly left over from the Obama campaign, which in our opinion is honestly a small price to pay for um, electing the first black president to the White House and two times. That and $2 million. Didn't Gucci leave Keisha Kaur $2 million that she flipped to six? <sighs> like, y'all couldn't get $2 million that Oprah put in the bank? You y'all know, couldn't get none uh, of that? Like, uh, $2 million, dollars, as far like, as I'm hearing it from black billionaires, is laying around. Like, why do we have to get it from the Hillary campaign? That doesn't make sense. Why did you sell the election to Hillary Clinton? Like, She's in it. Uh, that's strange. And the thing is, Donna Brazil is saying it's not illegal too many times for me to believe that it ain't illegal. Or shouldn't be illegal. <laughs> I think she's making a heavy recommendation. Like, <laughs> this sounds wrong. Yeah. Um, so, in exchange for fundraising the DNC out of debt, the agreement allowed for Clinton to oversee hiring and other day-to-day operations of the National Party. So, the role of the DNC... Wait, she was getting progress reports? Yeah, on, like, mailings, uh, who would uh, hold certain positions, like, things were supposed to be ran past her. And Over if you $2 let, million? Dollars? And if you let Nina Turner tell it like she did tell it on Roland Martin's News One Now... She said it's completely unfair that that Donna Brazil had to go to Brooklyn in order to get press release signed. 
What? That's not coming from me. That's what Nina Turner said. Who she also going way to Brooklyn from DC to get that's a how press close release. it was. That's Dang. what that's what Nina Turner said. I did not confirm that. Uh huh. But so that's what she said on the air. Donna Brazil was just doing her job in the party. She's saying the higher ups was making very bad decisions and they were why, colluding. They were like, all colluding. And you know, girl, I got fired for leaking the questions. But let me tell you the bigger story. So in honesty, the Democratic National. Um, convention. Their responsibility is to make sure a Democrat takes the White House. They, However, this agreement was signed during the primary when America was still deciding on which Democrat that should be, which is why this is so unethical. Before we even had the Democratic candidate chosen had basically already been chosen for us by the DNC. Right. And we were basically on a ride to be convinced around why this choice is the optimal choice that they had already chosen. They had already chosen. So they interfered with democracy. Yes, absolutely. Yes. For the during this time, for the first time, you had major big political organizations like Planned Parenthood Federation of America, AFL CIO, all doing early endorsements before we had decided on a Democratic nominee. So what what that Which means that is in the summer, and they was releasing back in January 2016. So we decided very uncommon. Yeah, I wouldn't call it uncommon. I'm saying that they completely there is no common. They literally it changed just was the rules. Tilted. Yeah, they um, what we see with early endorsements and early money really determines elections. Yep. Lots of black folks in prime, and this is what happens to candidates of color, specifically black women who run for office. If they're not able to fundraise early, if they're not able to show other funders or um, people who are doing democratic endorsements that they can last in a race, that they have the willpower to raise the money that will knock the doors, that will get the TV ads. If they can't demonstrate that, then they don't get the support. So for us to layer a bunch of support from major political organizations to Hillary Clinton so early before people made a decision about what they wanted is interfering with democracy. And it's making it so that even though people were saying Bernie Sanders can't win, the point of going through a- It was stacked against him in the beginning. Right. And the point of candidates going through a primary is that as people fall off- there are policies that were that resonated with people to get those people on board with them. Those candidates should take on. That's what mm-hmm. we saw with Trump, right? Like that's what we saw on the RNC side. That's why we need a Democratic primary. From the jump, people uh, were saying how our primary sucked. We didn't yeah. have any choices. And, you know, also Bernie, before the Bernie bros started celebrating, Bernie also ran an awful race. He ran as an well. awful race. He did not talk about black people. He did not talk about women. Like, he just... All I could talk about economics and class, as white men from Vermont typically do. Um, so... Yeah, this is interesting, and I think that this is very powerful. The art of storytelling, we've seen tell-alls like Corinne Stephens and Donna Brazile. Like, these are important um, places for black women to find vindication right. for themselves because when the public decides that black women have, quote-unquote, misbehaved, it's very hard to be anything but a pariah. In this uh, country. And here we have somebody where people are trying to turn into a pariah for doing exactly what she should be doing, 
with such a major shift in power, which is let's talk about where we messed up. Yeah. Let's talk about what needs to change in order to actually combat white supremacy, not just in Trump's camp, but, but in, in our ours own. as well around letting us know that this isn't the good party that is tooting itself to be. But if we fix this, maybe we can be. Yeah. Maybe we can actually figure out a strategy that includes folks that look like myself rather than just throwing them under the bus in order to get these so-called middle of the road voters. Right. Like that's not enough as well as deciding the candidate before the public does. That's not right. No. It, That's I mean, not democracy. It, no, it's not petty to say that. It's not wrong nope. to say that. That is simply the truth. That is why everyone is asking you or asked you to go vote today. Yes. So that you get to do, decide what your country looks like. You get to be an active participant in that. And until the Democratic Party, y'all, we don't have to be perfect. We don't. We and have to learn from our mistakes and learn from them in very public and big ways. That's what it that's what it that's what I'm learning is and, what it means to be an adult. And people in systems have names and we don't break down systems without naming names and mm-hmm. Donna Brazil gets us closer to the democracy that we are deserving of by actually naming the people who are co-opting and interfering with our ability to participate in democracy you know actually people's apathy towards voting does not come from you know laziness it really doesn't it comes from shit like this right. feeling like things are unfairly stacked or feeling like you told me to do something in and order it didn't to uh, work. and it didn't and it didn't work but not because it just didn't work but because it actually you wasn't colluded. the answer you you stacked it against us you didn't so give us a chance to give input you didn't give us a chance to say what we wanted to be done right and that tells me that you don't even trust me as an american citizen so you're asking me to participate in something when you don't even actually want me there. You think, and Nina Turner said this about Barack Obama stating that Hillary Clinton should be the next president once he won. So four years ago, how arrogant of you, how arrogant of you to decide who we should be putting in this position, a very important position that has a lot of power to do what Donald Trump is doing every day, which is scare the fuck out of us. How dare you be the deciding factor and not us, which is what you told us. And the fact that all this work was done for a person with a legacy into the White House is absurd. It's really crazy, y'all. So if you can't trust me as a citizen, I definitely can't trust you as this so-called political leader. Right. Like, And that's why we need new political leaders. We need more of us feeling empowered to run for office. These credentials in a lot of these places are basic. And even running for president, we will keep reminding you, those rules have changed as well donald j trump's the one year anniversary lesson you don't learn anything else from the black joy mixtape when donald j trump not only ran for office but won he literally changed the game around what it takes to be president in the united states that means you can do reality tv now that means you can never run in any public office whatsoever you can do whatever you want and decide you want to run for president and do honestly do it so before we organize your people and do it yes (laughs) and before we move it to our next headline in black women of gods 
I want, um, I think required reading right now or something that has helped me really understand this moment is Melissa Harris Perry's Sister Citizen. If you want to read it, if you want to grab it on audiobook, I totally recommend y'all check that out. Um, because she just does a really great job of talking about why black women need to tell their stories specifically as we understand, um, like how we're treated is a democratic litmus test for the way the rest of the country should go. And if you want to think about uh, political party building, by all means, look up the Black Panther Party on YouTube. There are several primary sources from Huey Newton, Elaine Brown, other Black Panthers. Just really start reading that to start figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So next up, um, someone who I really love following online, um, Root Reiner and fellow badass fat black girl Danielle Young wrote an article this week titled Don't Let the Smile Fool You I'm Cringing on the Inside where she details being sexually harassed by Jesse Jackson and John Singleton girl wow it's it's sickening that's similar to that photo on Instagram of Rick Ross yes and the girl at Wingstop so that photo with Rick Ross and the girl at Wingstop like can you imagine going up to somebody at a whole ass chicken coop and them oogling you and rubbing on you like that as if you asked for that to happen so that doesn't that doesn't come with the picture or we can't automatically assume that she was consenting or enjoyed that simply because she was smiling for the camera exactly and so uh, in case y'all haven't seen this photo that's circulating on the shade room and other places on instagram there's this young black woman who is at wingstop who posed for a photograph with Rick Ross. Rick Ross, instead of just sitting there and taking the photo, is way too close for comfort. Right. And it's all in this woman's personal space. And people are captioning the photo with... Scam him, girl. He likes you. Ooh, that's why you should never leave the house looking a mess. Because you might run into Rick Ross where he will... What? The thing about women who scam, they get to choose their mark and target. And I'm not totally sure or so that this is a place in which this woman decided that. And you all on the internet certainly don't get to decide that for us. You don't. She she's the only one that does. And we'll find out in the coming months whether or not she gets this amazing come up and is taking pictures from the balcony of this great mansion. Until that day. I am only left with this article on the route to assume that that picture is a symbol of interactions I've had with older men that have looked just like the Jesse Jackson photo with this woman along with Rick Ross. I work with farmers in Mississippi and Alabama. And let me tell you, them older black men were so inappropriate to me while I was at work. Mm -hmm. I was sexually harassed all the time when I was out in the field. People always coming up on me talking about how good I smell, how big my legs were, or whatever they had on their mind. On their mind. And literally all I'm there to do is make sure that their asses make more than $2,500 on their products this year. That's the thanks that I got. And all I could do was smile and laugh it off. And I'm in photos literally doing that while somebody is caressing my ass in photos. And honestly, the reason why this article connected for me a lot is because when you're in these green rooms with these, like she's detailed, her job is to meet 
very famous black people. And sometimes when you're a commentator or what have you, you get to be in um, green rooms with people. And you always have to, the only way I can think of how to combat it is in your mind, you have to remember while I have to remember why I'm there and kind of hold that, which is also dehumanizing because you don't, you're always compromising yourself to be like, okay, I have to be less of a human because you're a nasty old man and you're going to try and engage me on something. That's not the headlines of this evening. Because people who come forward about sexual harassment are not rewarded. It's just a drain of time and energy. Yeah. Like uh, where you most likely won't even see justice for it. So what you do, you smile for the camera and you post it. And, you know, I just didn't, I just think we have to be careful. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's a fun moment on the internet, but we have to sometimes wait. We have to ask questions before we start laughing, y'all, sometimes, you know? Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Another thing that I appreciate is, like, if someone says, this makes me uncomfortable, be ready to acknowledge that. As if Rick Ross doesn't have a history Man, of being inappropriate with women. Gross. Y'all, we just got, sometimes you got pause. Gotta yeah. be like, all right, you, you safe, sis? All right. So I urge you all to hear the, um, read the story of Daniel Young's account of meeting Jesse Jackson and John Singleton and really dive into how she's talking about what Jasmine just brilliantly la- laid out is that it is it's a mental workout when you're trying to defend yourself against those moments. And she talks a lot about how she questioned herself because of the response of the room. We never see black girls as victims when you start to add on uh skin tone size um your ability to see our attractiveness it gets even worse so lastly under black women the gods a report was recently released by color of change detailing just how white hollywood's writer rooms actually are we could have way more lena wave oscar winning evenings if we just allowed them into places that develop black writers who simply want to write. Um, According to the report released by Color of Change, over 90% of showrunners, which are people to help um, create shows, they pitch them, they make them possible. 90% of showrunners are white. Two-thirds of shows had no black writers at all, and another 17% of shows just had one black writer. Wow. The ultimate result of this exclusion is widespread reliance on black stereotypes. So what you're saying is because people who aren't black don't know black people are writing about black people. They are (laughs) only writing stereotypes of what they think they know about black people instead of actually hiring black people who actually live in community with other black people got it shocker oh come to the black joy mixtape y'all look for writers and i will say those of you who write but you just don't want to describe yourself as a writer you think you're not as good fuck all that you're a writer keep writing keep creating because what this report also tells me is there are job opportunities for us out there yep
Don't get discouraged. Be not dismayed. <laughs> Come on. Follow your dreams. And I think a good place to look is where I get a lot of my inspiration from, too, is for folks who want to know more about Black writers in Hollywood, Insecure is honestly doing a great job at promoting the cast as well as the people behind the scripts of the show. And what a great way to learn how to negotiate a new show, like to negotiate shorter seasons so you can develop new writers mm-hmm. is innovative and iconic and make HBO pay for it. Right. So for example, um, there is a great write-up on insecure writer, Ben Corey Jones on lucky brand jeans. So look him up. You can, he's also a cutie and you should follow him on Instagram. Um, and then one of Natasha Rothwell who plays Kelly on insecure. She also started off writing on the show so refinery 29 just did a great profile on her written of course barabu cecily bad fat black girl which you know just lets me know uh, we are a step closer to being kelly's podcast co-host has to happen insecure's third season I know y'all writing. There's still time. Y'all can make this happen. I know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, Jasmine. Yeah. All right. So, that's our that's our show. That's all the things. Happy Election Day. Birthday soon come. Happy 30th birthday. That's the most important. Fuck this election, 30th. whatever. I don't know what the president is. I've thrown that away. <laughs> I um, feel like we'll have to wish you a happy um, 30th birthday all month. Like, there's leading up to 30, and then there's what does it feel like after 30. I, yeah. All I, the recaps. I, I'm really excited. I have... I'm just... So thankful to have survived my 20s. To be on the closing end, like... Um, I listened to Scissor's album for a while, and one day while I was on the plane, Twenty Something was playing, and I just bust out crying oh on this my plane God. <laughs> because that feeling is so real, and also feels if I, I I was crying because I had this moment where I felt like I overcame that feeling. There were times where I just didn't feel like I was gonna make it. Mm-hmm. There were many times, like, and making it means like living as well as like make it, mm-hmm. and to be given the opportunity to just keep on living. Which my daddy would tell me, who said his mama used to tell him that. Um, you know, just keep on living. And yeah, my just, grandmother says that. Oh, she would say that when I would question things. Yeah, just keep on living. Just keep on living then. <laughs> and <laughs> so yeah. you better I can tell you, girl. And while I I'm Or judging people. That's when she would say it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so while I feel a lot of things along with my happiness, like I, I feel fear, I feel happiness, I feel mad, like angry. Um, I know that all those feelings are present because I am alive to feel them. And I'm thankful to live and work through those feelings and have those feelings be validated for myself because I know a lot of it, I spend so much time trying to distance myself and I didn't even mean to get into this sermon but I, I spent so much time trying to distance myself or stigmatize myself for the things that I felt like I should be happy I should be I should be 
instead of meaningfully sitting with myself, getting to the root of what these things are and being okay with feeling them mm-hmm. at, at certain times, you know. And so that's been a lot of the journey as well as learning how to cope with or learn a ritual for my own um, mental health, um, you know, trying to keep a calm mind and be steady, you know, so I can be funny as fuck for y'all. <laughs> I sure. That's exciting. It's so exciting. Mm, 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 yeah, mm. so all y'all with these old jokes just know I got that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have some time, you know, you know. Just whatever. a little bit. She mm-hmm. ain't got that much, y'all. I got enough time. <laughs> Sometimes I forget how old I'm about to be, but I still got some time. That happens too, because let me tell you, these times are changing, ages are changing as well. Like in real time, 50 is being redefined on television for us. So I don't really know what that's going to look like for thank us. Thank you, Ava DuVernay. Oh, y'all. Thank yeah. y'all. Whew, I love watching Oprah, eh? just like her ponytail keeps getting thicker. Just just more <laughs> heavy. Just woo, woo. Every she time she great. turns her head, it just sounds like go woo. Hair. This Ooh. is Mississippi, baby. Oh, yes. So, Jasmine, where can they find you online? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind. Y'all can wish me happy birthday on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram there. And don't forget to hit up the PayPal, paypal.me backslash Black Joy, if you really want to celebrate a real one, trill one. Ah, shame. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips across social media platforms, my favorite being Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we want you to follow the Black Joy mixtape, not only on SoundCloud and iTunes, but on Instagram and Twitter, where we love to chat with you and make sure you always use the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. Also, y'all, let Black Widow know we fucks with them. <laughs> <laughs> and email your resumes to yes. the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. Also, do not forget that we have the ill ass merchandise for you. You can visit our website, www.theblackjoymixtape.com backslash shop, where you can buy your petty black feminist apparel, which I think Donna Brazil definitely needs and also the black joy ally apparel for our allies (laughs) to say it with their chest and black people who just ain't quite there on the feminism stuff hey we got about 50 (laughs) episodes we got 50 more to convince you yes to come on over (laughs) all right y'all we love you this is amber j phillips the high priestess of black joy and this is jazz the king yourself and you just listen to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Hey, what is it? Do? Ow. Ow. I'm feeling light for tonight. The mood is right. Don't want to fight just a ooh, oh.